especially for those of you that are online. We're so glad that you're part of us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so different being here. You know, it's familiar because we've been here a lot over the years, for many years. But, uh, but now, of course, it's, it's different. And I hope you're enjoying. Today was the first time online that we did live worship, live streaming worship into our online service. And so I hope that you enjoyed that. And, you know, it was a new experience. Today, the theme of the message is uh, all things new. And it is, it is new, in a sense, to be together. And, of course, when God makes all things new, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but yet, you know, he makes all things new. So it's, it's, quite, a, uh, it's quite an interesting thing, just kind of sorting out what, what the words mean, what the Bible means when, you, when the Bible says all things new. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that, but first of all, once again, so glad to see you. If you're new here, we're glad that you're here. If you're a guest, we have guests from out of town. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone, and if you're watching on demand, maybe you're watching on demand at a later time, and it doesn't feel new at all to you, well, that's probably because it's probably not that new to you, but we're glad that you're with us. So, uh, uh, like I said, today we're starting a, a new mini-series. There's only two weeks of this series. Pastor Matt will be speaking next week on the same subject, and uh, he might use the same jumping-off point, and he might not, but the, the, uh, the message actually sort of came to me from the book of the Revelation, and I have a prediction for your future today, okay? I've never, I've never really done a prediction, but I'm just, I'm, I can just sort of see the future. I can see your future if you know Jesus Christ. Actually, even if you don't, this is your future. Revelation chapter 21 and verses 1 through 5, and this is a vision of the future that actually is written in the Scriptures seen by John the Apostle while he was exiled to a prison island called Patmos. And uh, the, the, the uh, vision went like this. Uh, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud shout from the throne. Should I do it? Look, God's home is now among his people. We will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them. And maybe the loud voice continued, but I'm not going to. Because <laughs> that gets to be weird after a while, doesn't it? Okay, you know, a lot of people want to go to heaven, but they don't want it to be weird. But there's a lot of actually weird things that are in heaven. Just, just saying. You've got a lot of interesting things to look at. Angels with wings full of eyes and all kinds of strange things. Anyway, I digress. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Come on. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne, he said this, look, I make all things new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Hallelujah. That's a powerful scripture. 
Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. We as Life Church, we as your people, we believe, we believe the Bible. And we believe these things are true. And so, God, I pray that you'll help us to unpack these uh, scriptures today and see the application for our life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, sorry, 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, there's, a, there's a scripture similar to this, and it says this, we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. Now, let me just tell you, when you see the word heaven in this particular scripture, that heaven is not like, you know, the streets of gold and the future sort of, it, it, actually it's speaking about the solar system, the universe that we can see, the part of the universe that we can see, that's called the heavens. And so there's actually those heavens that we can see now and this earth will all be gone and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And so that's what that's talking about. And I, I have a little catchphrase that I did not make up, but it's still true. And it's now and it's not yet. And all things are new now and all things are new not yet. And that's the tension in which we live because we're still in that in-between time, between the time that Jesus rose from the dead victoriously and conquered sin and death and hell and all the grave, and then yet there's still spiritual warfare that happens. There's still a battle that we are in that we are waiting for a future time for this to actually come into 100% full fruition. So what is new? We know what's new have a good idea at least, what's new in the future. But what we don't really know always is what's new right now. And I want to talk more about the now than I do actually about the future time in eternity. Uh, it's a new season. You know, it's fall. It's a new season. Well, it's not fall. Sorry. It's almost fall on the calendar. It feels kind of fall-ish today here in beautiful South Surrey, White Rock, British Columbia, where we are uh, actually gathered here. If you're online and uh, you're watching us, maybe you're, you know, we have some people in Oz that watch us, and, and you know, you are probably having more sunshine than you know what to do with, and we're kind of wishing we had the sunshine back, at least I am. I'm kind of a summer person. I like, my favorite is summer, but fall is okay. That's, that's how I feel about it. We were married in the fall, so I love the fall for that because uh, we were married in October. Uh, but it was a nice, sunny, crisp day. It was a great day back then, many years ago. So we're looking forward to some still some more sunshine, folks. It's okay. But, the, you know, the Garden of Eden here needs water, so that's good. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, today is the, uh, well, actually Thursday was, but today is the first full day for NFL football, which... You know, I, I really like fo NFL football, and the Seahawks are playing as we speak right now. I have no idea, and I forgot to PVR it, but that's okay. There's more football to come this afternoon. So there's a new season of NFL. The, the Canucks, any Canucks fans in the house? There's three of you here, I know. I, don't, I feel sorry for you hockey fans, but that's okay. Yeah, this is good. And it's a, it's a new season. Apparently, training camp is either happening now or is happening soon. Yeah, 
And uh, so it's, but it's going to be good, and uh, I'm sure. But it's, it's a new season. It's a new time. It, we're back here in the Academy Gymnasium where we're, we have been for years and years, and now we're back after a hiatus for that little thing called COVID. Uh, you know, there's a, a, new, a new season of, what, what do you call that? It's not a passport. What's that health card or whatever we need? The vax, vaccine card coming up in, what, a couple of days now, right? It starts here in British Columbia. So tomorrow. Oh. Anyways, so uh, we're, there's all kinds of new things. And, uh, and don't worry, there's more change c to come. It just, that's the constant right now is change, it seems. Um, and there's, there's newness in the scriptures. And there's actually, uh, 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 there's six kind of sub-points to my message this morning. And I, I believe very much that there's something here for every one of us, something new. Uh, new. Uh, yeah, it's a new, it's a new day, uh, all things new. And, and we're going to jump into Ezekiel and uh, a couple of verses in Ezekiel and the book of Psalms. And so in Ezekiel chapter 11, there is a promise that I believe is for us right now. And this promise was prophetically given. It, it says this, I will give them singleness of heart, and I'll put a new spirit within them. And I will take their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. And then in Psalm 51 and verse 10, there's this prayer of David, and it says this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast spirit within me. And that's found in the Amplified Bible. And I, I believe that there's, there's six things, like I said, that uh, is one, two, three, four, actually only five things, or five, five news here. And the first one was actually the first one that I thought of and I felt I, I need to share with you, and that is that we're under new management. New management. Now, you know, Canadians, we're very nice. Uh, we like being nice. We like opening doors and saying thank you and sorry and please and sorry and, and then sorry again and oh, excuse me. And we're all sorry for just being sometimes. <laughs> sorry I breathed. And, uh, of course, that's a real thing now, isn't it? So now we have to use a mask. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring that up, by the way. But we're un But Canadians, we, we like being nice. We're not so sure about being told what to do, though. Is is anyone? Uh, everyone's anyone seen that in other people? Of course, you know, you and, and I. We're very compliant, but we we don't like being told what to do, and that's a whole thing this week, of course. But anyways, I don't want to make you angry. So let's come back to you know, new management. Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes. Now, it doesn't mean that he gives good suggestions. He is the Lord, and you and I are under new management. Yes. And so when he says that we're to be doing something, it's not only just for our good and, you know, he's just a nice guy giving us some advice, but actually... It's, it's something called, and we don't like this word, it's something called an imperative. And it's part of the Greek language that the scriptures are written in. And uh, there's an, another word that we don't like, and that's the commandments. These are commands, directives. And you and I, we are under new management. 
And it says here in Ezekiel that I'll, I'll take out their stony, stubborn heart. I, I know that you can't relate to this, but again, you probably know someone like this. Any, anyone in the room? Sometimes get a little bit stubborn. You know what's strong-minded and very, very sure of yourself? That's, that's got good things in there. But, you know, there's something about the lordship of Jesus Christ that needs to grip our hearts. God wants to take out that, that uh, stubbornness and put in a tender, responsive heart. And in the scriptures, uh, in the original scriptures, and some of you that are used to the old King James and some of the older translations, you've heard this. He compares a rock-hard heart and a heart of flesh, just like a normal, well-functioning, healthy heart. It's not something way out of reach and so un, you know, unexpected and so unattainable. It's actually just a normal heart. It's contrasting the hard heart and the normal, healthy heart. We're under new management. Uh, I remember uh, one time when, oh, wow, my time is almost gone. It's getting started. I'm, I'm new at this, sorry. Uh, I'll do my best. So I, I remember one time I was sitting in a service at a special conference out of town, and I remember so clearly, and the Lord, is, the Lord does guide me, and I hear his voice, and he comforts me and all kinds. But there's lots of times uh, when I really don't hear, like, clear direction, but this time I did. And I actually, listen, I spoke out loud to Jesus, and I said, you wouldn't. Can you believe that Pastor Mike said that to Jesus himself? I did. I was in church. I said it quietly, but I said it with my voice that I could hear. You wouldn't. And you know what Jesus said to me? Oh, yes, I would. And you know what he said to me? I want you to fast, which means to stop, cut off. I want you to fast watching football for a year. No, this goes back about 15 years, maybe. And I also did it a second time, but I'm not telling that story. This, but this, that was, you know what? And I did it, and he, made, he gave me a promise. You know what his promise was? And he's so true, so faithful. He said, I'm going to make you joyful in my house of prayer. So it wasn't like, you know, you're just going to stop and have nothing. And, and it just really enhanced, as, even as a pastor at that time for many years, uh, you know, it, it made a difference in my prayer life. And it's not like, well, football is bad for your prayer life. It can be. And I still, today, I will be watching some football. I don't know how much time I'll have, but I will, at least some highlights. But you know what? God is the Lord. And even though I was a little rebellious and stubborn, I said, oh, you wouldn't. He said, oh, yes, I would. But I did, and I'm glad I did. And it's part of being an obedient. I'm not trying to make myself look good because, believe me, there's lots of times when I'm stubborn. But, there's, you know, we are under new management. The second thing is we have new attitudes. He says, I'm going to put a new spirit in you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put a new spirit in you. Um, gratitude, a, a, a gratefulness. What an amazing, powerful, life-changing, wonderful attitude to have is gratitude. 
and I've told you many times, I'm just going to say it again in case you forgot or in case you didn't hear this from me about a dozen times. In Berk uh, University of California, Berkeley did a study, and they quantified 30% happier people that were filled with gratitude. They actually were able to somehow, I don't know how they did it, they quantified it, 30% is roughly the improved quality of life you have when you have gratitude, and God wants to give us that attitude of gra gratitude. Forgiving, whoa, spirit of bitterness can just kill you. It can kill a room. It can, it, it's just a horrible thing, but God can give us an attitude of forgiveness. Uh, the, next, the next thing that's new is a new humility. And, you know, we're all about me, me, and we're all about rights, and we're all about being the best and the brightest, and it's okay to want to succeed, and I believe in that, and working hard and doing your very best. I believe in all of that, but to have a, a humility. God wants to give us a spirit of humility, a heart of flesh that is sensitive to the touch of God. Sensitive to the touch of God. That's in the Amplified Bible. Uh, the next one uh, is new courage and perseverance. Uh, our spiritual battles can be very subtle, uh, or they can be very overt. And there can be, you know, demons flashing around sometimes. But for the most part here in North America, what happens, it's a subtlety. It comes with being a first world country and all of the, the, uh, the things that cause us to be distracted. And, you know, there is that subtle battle that we need to be understanding and to realize that we need a persevering spirit because sometimes it just feels hard i don't know why it feels so hard because there's really nothing wrong you look around and you know we live in you know such a beautiful place you know even though you may not think so this week but we live in a free country where you can have elections and our elections uh, have always been wonderful free uh, non-violent elections and and you know we have a lot of pluses here in canada and we have a lot to be grateful for so new courage, new perseverance, and last but not least, and we don't have a slide for this one. I, I don't know why I left it out. A new morality. It might be old-fashioned. Um, and uh, it says, create in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to take, take the time to do this. Okay, when I was a kid, uh, we used to have... You know those 33, album, 33 are, uh, uh, record, records, remember? Actually, they're new again, right? But we used to that's all we had back then. That's before the days of 8-track tapes. That's before the days of cassette tapes. We had, we had records, and, uh, you know, you had to listen to the radio, and there was no, you know, no repeats and all that. So, anyways, we had this record in our house, and it was Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Anybody remember Roy Rogers and who that is? Oh, man, you know, come on. So, anyways, they sang. They, they had their kids. They had all these adopted kids. There must have been a dozen of them. I don't know, quite a few. And they sang this song. And the, I listened to this record over and over and over and over again. Maybe you've heard it. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. For the Lord above is looking down in love. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. Yeah. So anyways, that, uh, that's, you know, we're not going to go, they, they go on to, you know, watch your head what you think and watch your feet where they go and all of that. We're not going to go through the whole thing. But, you know, there, it, it's okay to understand that some things aren't right. They're just not. 
And it's not about my values versus your values. It's under new management values. And so we need to ask God to create in us a clean heart. And uh, I, wa I want to kind of close as fast as I can here because I realize that I've, um, I've just about used up all my time. But let's look at this. New management, new attitudes, new humility, new courage, and new morality. One of the, at least one of those things is hitting somebody here in this room. And maybe all of them are hitting you, but at least one or two are hitting your heart today. And the question is, a friend of mine, fellow in our congregation, and when we were li uh, living in Maple Ridge way back, maybe 20 years ago, I've never forgotten it. He said, Mike, that was a really good sermon. Uh, and I said, thank you. And, and, you know, you try to be humble because people say that. And I, uh, you'll hear me say, well, it was good material because that's, that's what we preach is from the word of God. And, and so what he said, he said, but the, the whole thing I need to hear from you right now is the YBH factor. And I said, well, what's the YBH factor? And he said, yeah, but how? It's, it's okay to be right. Sometimes right is underrated if you, if you don't know how to implement it into your life. And so I want to share with you from Ephesians really quick here, the YBH factor, the yeah, but how factor. Ephesians 4, 22, it says, throw off, throw off. And, and I, I'm just looking for something I can throw, and there's, I guess there's nothing. But you throw it off. You throw off the old man. And what, you know, how do you do that? It, it's really, it's a, it's a matter of understanding that, you know, your former way of life corrupted by lust, which is t all the temptations. We've all experienced temptations this week. And sometimes the temptation looks like this. Oh, you make me so mad. Wait a minute. How, how can they make you mad? I'm tempted to react against what you're doing. And then you make me mad. But the temptation is, I, I, the issue is here, not out there. And uh, there's a place for anger and, uh, you know, against injustice, those kinds of things. But when someone, you know, inconveniences me, you know, they come late to an appointment or something and I get mad, come on. That's a temptation that I need to resist. I, I wish I could tell you that I'm 100% A-plus on that one. I'm not. So we need to throw off, throw it off, throw the lust, the yielding to temptation, the deception, believing lies. Oh, man, I can't do I'm no good. I'd, on and on it goes. Or I'm better than anyone else. And, you know, we need, to, we need to understand the truth and not believe lies. Sometimes they're subtle. Sometimes they're overt. And again, let, verse 23 says, let the spirit renew. Or it says in the King James be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that is a passive thing. You don't throw anything here. That's a passive thing. Allow God to work in your life. Open your heart. Position yourself to allow God to make a, a change in you. And then it, it goes on to say this. Put on. It's like putting on a jacket. I won't demonstrate that because most of us have a jacket on today. Put on. Uh, and that's, that's uh, uh, put on your new nature. And I believe that's pursuit. That's, that's pursuit, and we can, we can pursue a lot of different things, but let's pursue the things of the Lord, okay? So, anyways, uh, all things are new. We're going to have Pastor Matt and Tanya, if, if you would, please uh, come up, and they're going to close this off here today. But I want to encourage you 
to not just go, well, yeah, 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 I understand, and that's good. Oh, yeah, good sermon, Pastor Mike. But let's, let's realize that, that God wants to do something in our lives today. Online, if you're here, you're maybe, or online, watching online, and, you know, maybe you're, you're just finishing off your second cup of coffee, I just want to encourage you to, to, to make this count, make this time really worthwhile, life-changing, because God loves you. God loves you. God knows you. God loves you. He loves you enough not to want you to stay the same. And he loves you. He loves you just the way you are. And he wants you to change like me. He, he, sorry. He wants me to change too is what I mean by that.